Welcome to Emotional Investigations. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to join me as we unravel the mystery behind our emotions. Since our feelings last longer than our memories, we will investigate our feelings and search for the clues that they leave behind. I'm here to help you solve what is really going on in our heads, our hearts, and our bodies, and how it all affects our relationships. Every week, I will give you tools and your next steps to get an ish done. I'm KDC, your host, a mindful relationship coach, and your guide to help you find the light around every dark corner and to encourage you to dig a little deeper. Let's find out which feelings we tend to ignore and which ones we rely on the most. As a true crime junkie, I'm not scared of a little mystery. And since you're here, I have a feeling that you are down for the same. So welcome. Alfred says hello. Grab your favorite treat, a mug drink, and your notebook. As always, go grab a copy of today's field notes over on kdccoaching.com slash eipod. Let's get it started, Ace. I'm glad you're here and ready for some emotional investigations. What is up, my dudes? I'm sorry. I have been away for so long. I have missed you dearly. Things have been moving and shaking, and we announced the podcast. We, I say we, but it's just me over here. I announced our podcast anniversary, and then it was quiet. And Even though it may have seemed like I was quiet on the podcast, know that I've been showing up in other spaces and I'm excited to get back to this home base of emotional investigations. So friends, if you are new to me, hello, I'm KDC and I am a mindfulness mentor and a coach helping people implement change in their lives using mindfulness and habits. And I'm just so excited because a lot of the stuff that I teach and love to talk about is all around social and emotional learning. And my passion for this started with kids and just learning more tools and finding and seeing the commonalities of how these same practices have helped me as a human and even are in alignment with the practices that I teach as a coach, I was seeing all of the light bulbs and all of (laughs) the commonalities, basically, of what mattered most to me. And so one of those things include community. And at the beginning of this year, um, I was a part of a great creative group named Creative Alchemy with this author and creator that I love. Her name is Amber Ray. And it was a 10-week program where just so much community was built and so much accountability. And I knew that after the 10 weeks were over that I, I really wanted to keep this momentum going. And May is usually a really hard month for me. Um, Just looking at my bullet journals these months, my moods are usually really low. And so 
I really wanted to, again, just set myself up for success. So making sure that I was finding the right spaces with the right people to be around. And so that's where I've been. That's what I've been doing. How are you? I want to hear how you are. So hit me up on Instagram, KDC Coaching. Um, the Instagram for the pod will also get more active as the podcast comes back. I was also, or I have also been a guest on a few podcasts that will be upcoming soon. So once all of that is live and loaded, I will send it your way. If you're signed up for the newsletter, that's where I send kind of like a roundup of all of the mindfulness things that I've used and am offering. And so know that you can get kind of like a snapshot of all of the things through the newsletter. And within the communities that I've been a part of, one of the great things. There's so much market research that we can do in these communities as well. And so I was talking to parents and they were saying how the nighttime routine is just sometimes the hardest part of the day, especially because now in our city, all of the kids are on virtual schooling. We just really want the end of the day to be the damn end of the day. And So I want to help relieve that pressure and I'm offering a nightly mindfulness routine for the fam. I say nightly, but technically it's weekly. And so there have been already a couple of classes, but there's time to sign up. There are live until the end of June. And so there's different packages as well. So if you want five or eight or all of the classes, and then you will also get the recordings for those. So we'll do a little bit of movement. We'll read a story. We'll reflect and find some gratitude. And I'll leave you with some conversations that you can take offline as a family. So I'm just so excited to keep showing up in spaces to support you all. And one of those spaces include the Play Kids Fitness Group. I have been a part of Play. It's also the yoga play courses that I teach. And they are just a fantastic company. And with May being Mental Health Month, a bunch of the instructors were talking about how we could support and what kind of conversations we could bring to this community. And so just over the weekend, I led a live Facebook talk talking about social and emotional learning. And so that is the audio that you'll hear in today's podcast is from that recording. So if you're curious about yoga play, uh, This hopefully will give you a little bit more information about the programming and why social and emotional learning is so ingrained into our lives and can really help support our mental health. So take a quick listen. If you want to see my face as I give this talk, know that um, it is also shared in the Facebook group. So just another way to find me and all of the things. So I just wanted to say hello. I miss you. 
I'm glad you're here. And I hope you enjoy this talk about social and emotional learning. And know that if you have any questions, please reach out. I'm hoping when restrictions lift in our city that I can offer in-person yoga play. I'm so excited. And know again that if you want to hang out virtually, I gotcha. Sunday evenings, come hang out with me. I am also um, just relaunching the podcast. So it's not officially, officially done yet, but if you want to see a sneak peek of what it looks like right now, head over to kdccoaching.com. And as always, go to the classroom. The new Mindful Time course will be up by the end of this month. Friends, there's just so many things, so many things. So just go to the website. You can find everything there, kdccoaching.com and kdccoaching on Instagram and in Clubhouse. We'll talk soon, friends. Talk soon. It's Saturday, and I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are at. I am at KDC, and I'm coming from Calgary, Alberta. Oh, oh, what is happening? Oh, what did <laughs> I'll call it with Bonnie? Uh, antenna of awesome. <laughs> That's what's happening with me right now. Oh. All right, we're just going to live with it, I guess. Uh, no, I can't. Okay, so welcome. My name is Christina, or you, you might know me as KDC, and I am a yoga play instructor in Calgary. And I need to tell Google one thing before we start. Hey, Google, please turn off the fan. Hopefully that is better with sound. So whether you're joining me live or watching the replay, please drop in the comments. I want to know what emoji would best describe your mood right now. I want to know because this is me. I feel like I'm the nerdy nerd um, because social and emotional learning is my jam. Um, my friends tease me that all I want to do is talk about feelings, but it's true. And it's because I believe that when we get to know ourselves, what we're feeling, one, it can help bring so much change into our life that we may not even know that we need, but it can also be that first step of social and emotional wellness. And so I am just going to drop, oops, a link in the chat because castle.org is an organization that has been researching and developing so much of this material. And so got to shout them out, right? And so there are five main components for social and emotional learning. And I think of our kids right now and how they are feeling and how much of their learning, even for us as adults, has been kind of hiccuped because of COVID. And when I think of the social um, part of social and emotional learning, I'm curious to see how, yeah, just 
this season, ugh, just the past year and a bit, how that is going to affect our kids. But we know that when it comes to their mental health, things are going up. And I feel like for us as adults as well, whether you're a teacher, a caregiver, a parent, um, social and emotional learning is something that you can use for yourself, but then also your kiddos. And so I wanted to talk about what those five components are. And I, within Play Kids Fitness, we were all talking about wanting to give these talks throughout the month. And like I said previously, I'm from Calgary, so I'm in Alberta, and all of our school-age kids just went back to online school this week. And so I knew that I, I couldn't wait. <laughs> I knew that we had the month, but I couldn't wait to talk about this topic um, so that knowing that teacher friends, you guys are working so, so hard trying to keep the kids engaged and, <laughs> right, it's, it's, it's hard work. And also for parents that are working from home and then also now have kids from home, ugh, there's just so much. And again, this info is fire. And so I wanted to make sure that I gave it to you. And um, so if you're watching the replay or live, just let me know in the comments what emoji would best describe you right now. And so the one, well, there's going to be more than one because I tend to ramble a, a little bit, but um, a couple of considerations when it comes to our kids in our classroom, ourselves is just to remember to meet them where they are, right? Is it fair to expect our toddler to sit still and do all of these things, right? Like remembering where they are developmentally. What are our expectations? Do they match where they are, right? We might be setting them up for failure already by expecting so much from them. So just remember that kindness drives change. KDC, y'all. That's me. <laughs> and that is really my message. And my reminder for you through all of this is that kindness mm. will help drive change for us. So remembering no judgment and just to lead and remember that you're doing the best that you can. The fact that you're watching this tells me that you're already doing the best that you can because you're looking for this material and you know that it's important. So a round of applause for you already because I see you kicking butt. And so, um, heels. So the first pocket of social and emotional learning is self-awareness. And so this is how I know and understand myself and how I fit in the world. So, um, excuse me, also thinking of being aware of my own values, oh, excuse me, my behaviors, understanding my thoughts and my feelings. And I, this is part of why I love play. Um, play Kids Fitness is because all of the programs, yoga play, dance play, all incorporate all of these components of social and emotional learning. And with self-awareness, even, or yeah, with self-awareness, even just thinking of our rules of play, 
we talk about having a growth mindset and to be positive. And even though if you can't do the dance move, the yoga move, thinking be positive for us means, oh, hearing the thought, oh my goodness, I can't do this, but then not sticking, not believing that thought to be true and showing ourselves, ooh, I can't do this yet. Or, you know what? I'm awesome. You know what? I can't get this wrong. And so being positive is one of the foundations of play. And I I try to think of that like just for my life. And again, as a human and just having my own self-awareness, I need a sip of water. Do you have water today? This is a reminder to hydrate, please. Mm-hmm. So again, self-awareness. <laughs> um, there, if you haven't seen uh, a variation of the I Feel Wheel, this is something I encourage you to find. It was originated by Dr. Gloria Wilcox, and there are core emotions in the middle, but then there are feelings that kind of spider out from there. And so knowing, <laughs> I do this now, even I see the hiccup with my kids who are teenagers and I say, oh, how was your day? What's their answer? Meh, it was fine. It was okay. Right? You look at the I feel wheel. Those are not feeling words. And so part of encouraging the self-awareness is to build that emotional vocabulary. And I love feeling words because they can become our superpower. And so what could happen if you choose a feeling on purpose instead of responding to the incoming feelings that are coming in? It's, again, understanding our thoughts. And our thoughts are what create our feelings. So if we can help our kids do that, just by asking deeper questions other than how was your day, right? And you can back it up. I like to ask, when did you feel the most proud of yourself today, right? And they could come back and be like, eh, I did it, right? And so be prepared. Um, maybe also asking what made you laugh the hardest today, right? And through all of these um spokes of the social emotional wheel like the best thing that we can do as caregivers teachers parents is to model all of these things and I feel like COVID has kind of been our common denominator in a way that we all understand what it's like to be stuck at home and stuck in our feelings and it can it helps with again like our social awareness that we'll talk about in a little bit too but just know that you can choose more feeling words so start at those core feelings in the middle where you'll find sadness anger happiness but then again it like sprouts off so um, especially with the younger kids, you can just use the inner circle wheel. Um, again, with our Play Kids Fitness groups, part of, again, why I asked you what emoji you are, is to just be in that self-awareness state of how am I feeling? And just remember that we're not going to feel only one thing a day, right? Our feelings are going to go like this. So it's really important for us to understand um, what those feelings are, what they're telling us. I love to believe that our feelings are clues, so listening to that. And that brings us to the second part of social and emotional learning, and that is self 
management. Whew, this one I love too because it's knowing what to do with those feelings and those thoughts. I like to call them kind energy outputs because when we are in a feeling, like the definition of emotion is feeling in motion. And so we got to move it through our bodies. There's a great book. It's very heavy to be fair warned, but it's called Our Body Keeps the Score. And that really talks about how our body keeps it it sticks to us. It's why I love yoga, uh, because that's one of my kind energy outputs. And so when it comes to our kids, letting, teaching them to be more self-aware of their self-management. So with yoga, we teach them breathing techniques, right? We talk about how our brain could be telling us something, but it's not necessarily the truth. And if we're feeling like our heart is beating really fast. It could be because we're excited or we're anxious. And this is how we get back to calm. This is how we breathe it through. And um, I remember working with kids. There was a kid. I would see him. I would, I could tell, I could just read his whole energy. He is angry, right? And um, I can see it in his fists and even for us, <laughs> I will clench my jaw. And so seeing that in him walking up, being like, hey, bud, I see that your fists are real, real tight. It could be maybe you're feeling angry, frustrated. Let's do something with this energy. I live in Alberta. We got lots of snow. So we'll go outside, compact snowballs and huck them at a tree, right? Making sure it's safe but letting them know, okay, this is where I feel it and this is what I can do with it. Making sure that we're using kind energy outputs because that's the same energy that's gonna come back to us. So even for ourselves, managing ourselves before we're managing our kids because they're gonna feed off that energy. So the third wheel, the third part of the wheel is responsible decision-making. So this is for our kids understanding all parts of a problem and not just the problem itself but also the consequences and the different decisions and actions that could take place and so knowing again that anxiety and depression are skyrocketing in our kids right now they're having a hard time making choices and I've been in a lot of coaching groups where there's like Millennials I'll say, right? That's the age range. And they are so bogged down on what is my life purpose? What is the next right thing? Every decision having so much weight is causing a lot of this anxiety and depression. And it's because our we're not really shown sometimes how to walk through a problem. So thinking for ourselves again, what can we do to set up the stage for learning opportunities for that? Because there are a lot of, again, pressures to make the right choice. But knowing that there are, it's not that if we make a choice and then we fail makes us a failure, right? It's also what we can learn and then move on from that. More water. Hydration, please. So I 
one of the things that I coach and really, really believe is that time is one of our most, most valuable assets. So thinking of old school ways of timeouts is sending a kid in a timeout the most responsible decision to make, to show them um, if like, if we're, um, yeah, if it's a consequence for time out, like for me, it's sending the wrong message because time is valuable. And so by sitting, like it just shows that their time is not valuable. You know what I mean? And so I just challenge that thought of is time out the best space for our kids? Is there a different activity that they could do instead of? Is there a way, again, kind energy output? Is there um, a logical consequence? You know? And so just creating opportunities for those types of discussions um, can be really, really valuable when it comes to our social and emotional learning. So the fourth part is relationship skills. And so now you know, kind of like, um, this is how I feel. Now it's time to consider how others are feeling. And so it's understanding how to create the, like, a supportive group, you know? And I like to call them my kind crews. Can you tell kindness is my theme? <laughs> but it's true because we need to make sure that like people are important and with covid it's hard because we're losing so much of that relationship building skills right like my heart goes out to all of our kids that didn't get graduation that aren't experiencing walking into high school for the very first time with all of the other kids and trying to navigate where you fit and how to um yeah, but at the same time, teachers, you were being so bloody creative about how you're still empowering the kids to create these relationship skills. So thinking of group work, right? And like, I'm a hardcore day camp leader through and through. And so even thinking of when it comes to picking partners, like are our kids always picking the same people? What can we do to change that up? And so... I've, I've been thinking recently, I really want to do pen pals for kids. I remember that being such a fun part of school. So if there's anybody that wants to do pen pals for kids, please reach out. I think that would be so fun and like an old school way to build relationship skills with another human. So even for ourselves, how are you modeling and setting the stage and space for people to agree? and disagree and what does that happen what does that look like how do we navigate that and thinking again of our relationships with our kids and knowing that when they're having a tantrum and we're starting to get real elevated too knowing that meeting them where they are and even with their tantrum no matter what age even adults this is still true <laughs> because it's true um but really like through that tantrum, like what are they seeking? What are they doing, right? Like they may not have the self-management skills to get through it and knowing that they're really asking like, will you still love me when this is over? 
when like I am done crying this out, moving this energy through my body, will you still be here for me? So I know that again, so much of so many of you are caring adults for our kids, um, just modeling that space and modeling what that looks like. Um, and the last part of social and emotional learning is social awareness. So again, now we know how I feel, how others feel, and it's appreciating culture, diversity, right? It's seeing, <laughs> just understanding again, more of like how the world is working and how just what's up in the world. And so I think of teaching this to kids through stories, through different conversations that you can have and just asking them, how do you think that would feel? How do you think they would feel, right? How do you think they are feeling? I love the platinum rule. Maybe you've heard of the golden rule where it says to treat people how you want to be treated which is great. But at the same time, I know that not everybody wants to be treated how I do. And so I really value the platinum rule, which say, says to treat people how they want to be treated. So thinking of that, thinking of that in inclusivity, and again, diversity, how would it feel to be on the outskirts of that, right? There can be so many great conversations that you um, have with kids all about social awareness and it's just trying to get them to see what the world is like for other humans because it's not just us in the world right we're just a small pocket and with all of these skills with social and emotional learning like that's the type of person i want to be right like i would be proud to be that type of person i would want to work with that type of person i would want to be in a relationship with somebody that has like self-awareness, self-management, responsible decision-making, relationship skills, and social awareness, hell yes. <laughs> Those are the things that I want to have, like my values as a human. And so I wanna ask you, how are you modeling this? How are you living this out? How are you encouraging this type of growth within the kids that you work and live with? And so know again, visit castle.org. They have so many great resources. If you have any questions, please let me know. And again, just know that whenever you're interacting with play on our side, this is ingrained in our programs. This is always at the forefront of our lesson planning, even the formatting of our classes. And I've seen such value in this work that I've created a whole learning platform for to coach adults to learn the same. So if you have any questions, reach out. Mel, hello, thank you for joining. I can't see who else is in here. Oh, Christina, hello. <laughs> Forgot I have to scroll down in the chat. There we go. <laughs> so yes, I just wanna thank you for joining me for watching live or the replay. And I just appreciate your time. And again, all that you're doing 
working with kids, trying to instill these values and these lessons in them. It's such hard work. So just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Riza, hi. Again, let me know. What emoji are you feeling today? It's spring. It's very nice in my city. And so, yes, again, if you have any questions about social and emotional learning for yourself, for your kids, your classroom, please reach out. You can find me on Facebook as well and Instagram and Clubhouse at KDC Coaching. And just remember, friends, kindness drives change. So if that's what you're looking for, start there. I will see you soon. Goodbye. Have a good day. Well, Ace, we've reached the end of today's case file. Go grab your field notes by heading to kdccoaching.com slash eipod. When you click on the player, it brings you over to Anchor, where you can leave me a voice message with your own clues and questions. Please do this girl a solid and make sure you subscribe to the pod so that you're notified of new episodes released weekly. And by leaving a rating and review, it helps others find the fam. Head on over to Instagram and follow for more at Emotional Investigation and at KDC Coaching. As you travel through the world this week, remember, kindness drives change. It may feel like we're on this journey alone, but you're not. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you next time.